podcast uh oh jesus i shouldn't have done that while we were. let's try that again hello and welcome to the love hate podcast i am brendan barlow and i'm melissa party reluctantly melissa party <laughs> um this is episode 11 of the show and this week we covered number 42 on the list um we are if you don't know if you decided to start with episode 11 for some reason, uh, we are looking at the 52 top-rated horror movies of all time, according to Rotten Tomatoes. Well, a list on Rotten Tomatoes that I found. Um, and this week is number 42, which is Nosferatu Phantom der Nacht, or Nosferatu the Vampire. With a Y. With a Y. Uh, and if you don't know what this is, here is the, uh, the synopsis according to IMDb. Uh, Jonathan and Lucy live in Wismar, and the Count wants a house there. Varna is a port on the Black Sea close to Dracula's castle. <laughs> that is that is the synopsis on IMDb, which is useless. It's really bad, yeah. Um, basically, this is Dracula. This is a remake of the 1920s version, uh, Nosferatu, which was based on the book Dracula by Bram Stoker. So this is our second uh, telling of the Dracula story. And you already were familiar. I hadn't really read the book, and you had when we when we watched the first one. Yes. So let's first say, is this one better or worse than the Universal Monster movie that we watched in the first week of the show? Um, it more closely follows the story of the book. Okay. But I was less entertained. Yeah, okay, yeah, it's less engaging and yeah. longer? More arty. A little more arty. This is certainly the, way the artiest film since Suspiria, probably. Yeah. And even Suspiria is artier, I think. There's lots of really long shots of scenery yeah. that aren't necessary. Like, yes, it's beautiful, but yeah. not needed. Well, that's that might be a good place to start, too, then. Um, so the critics' consensus, the reason, the sort of, like, the cumulative reasons that this movie is so popular are this. Uh, stunning visuals from Werner Herzog and an intense portrayal of the flame of famed bloodsucker from Klaus Kinski make this remake of Nosferatu a horror classic in its own right. So, the scenery, you said, yeah, it's beautiful, but there's just, it's just a bit much. Yeah, especially at the beginning when, like, like... You want to get into it. You want the yeah. story to get started, but you're just looking at clouds passing by. Yeah, you follow Jonathan on his Jonathan on his four week journey Ugh. to Dracula. Four weeks. Yeah, Ugh. Uh, and so then the other thing is, of course, Klaus Kinski who plays yeah, Nosferatu. Yeah, he's really good. Very creepy. Yeah, he's the makeup is really unsettling and obviously more based on the Nosferatu portrayal than on like Bela yeah. Lugosi's Dracula. Yeah. He's a monster. It's very clear right away that he's a monster. Those fingernails. <laughs> and those, those teeth. teeth. Yeah. And that's the thing. is Even his ears, I think, were prosthetic. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're going to talk about his prosthetics later in the show. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's very important, obviously. Oh, okay. um, yeah, the thing about this version of Dracula is that it, it kind of doesn't make sense that Jonathan doesn't just turn around as soon as a yeah. monster opens the door. You go, oh, sorry, obviously you're a monster and you'd leave. And the gypsies give him the book before he gets there that's like, hey, here's what vampires are and here's how to look out for them and yeah. here's what deters them. 
Right, which he now reads. Prepared, and he reads it, and he's like, oh, interesting. And he puts it in his little, his little saddlebag. Yeah. And then he takes it to the house, and he's like, oh, look, a vampire. Yeah, the devil himself <laughs> opens the door. At least Bella Lugosi looked like a person and was yeah. like, like spooky, sure, and like obviously kind of a recluse, but not an obvious monster. Yeah, like pale face, spiky teeth, dark eyes, weird yeah. fingernails. Yeah. Super creepy. <laughs> if you haven't seen... Raptor hands all up in the air. <laughs> it wasn't even that they were short either. He just sort of held them in... Oof. I'm doing it, which doesn't make sense for a podcast, but... It's he... like he had a very tall <clears throat> staff that he was leaning on the whole time with his hands in front of him, but yeah. he never had the staff. They forgot to give him the staff prop, but he just so he did just it anyway. He there. Yeah. It looked creepy. Yeah, and if you're unfamiliar with the what the Nosferatu version of Dracula looks like, if you saw what we do in the shadows... He's in that movie as well. What is his name? In Peter. Peter from the, What We Do in the Shadows, which, honestly, better movie than oh god than yeah. this one. Oh, so much better. I want to watch it. Right Almost now. a so, scarier movie than this like one. It cleanse parts. us. Of that. I think we should. <laughs> we need to cleanse this and Pan, but that's a whole other problem. <laughs> oh god, Pan. Yeah. Um. So, um, yeah. So yeah, it's the same story. It, it follows Jonathan Harkin or Harker, Harker yeah. as he goes off to sell a house to Dracula, yeah. and Dracula's Must be a wicked commission to go through all this shit. Yeah, and to not leave when the devil answers the door. I, yeah, I, I, I don't know. And they they put in what's his face, the crazy guy. Uh, um, Ren Renfi- Renfield. Yeah. Yeah. He could have not been in it, and it would have been the same story. Yeah, there was he no point offered for nothing. There was no point for him to be no. in it at all, and he was very annoying. Yeah, he all he did was annoy. Like, he didn't oh. help Dracula at all. No. Like, in the story, he he's like the servant. Gently. Oh, my God. Like a, like a stray cat. He just sort of nuzzles him, and there's that great moment where Klaus gets, gets him in the face. He just and, kind of nudges him away. Yeah, he pushes him. It's not violent. No, it's but it's annoying. one of those things that felt like a very real reaction. Like, he wasn't aware that Cla- that this guy was going to come and rub him and went, no. And then he did it again. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's it's a bizarre movie. I feel like they just stuck him in to be more true to the story. Yeah, they wanted to have all the characters, but then they reversed the... The female It's roles. It's Lucy Mina. and Mina. And Mina they're, is his wife. Right, in the book. But in the, the movie, this movie is Lucy. And Mina's for just no reason, a nothing character who gets killed. Yeah. For no reason. And she's reason. in it for like two seconds. Yeah. He's like, "Take care of her," and she's like, "Okay," and then that's it. And then yeah. She dies later. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense to in- to do the name swap and then and to then do not nothing have... with it. Yeah, stupid. Like, yeah, like you could have done things. I don't know what you would have done necessarily, but yeah. like it's it's just sort of different for the sake of being different, which. Yeah doesn't really make any sense to me um jesus sorry about that um and yeah you're right renfield is like intolerable at first it kind of works and then it's just too much he's creepy but then when he's committed all he does is giggle so annoying yeah just want to smack him however when he escapes it's pretty hilarious yeah (laughs) yeah he pulls a fast it's like a it's like a silent movie gag yeah when he Kind of lures the guard in and then runs out and locks him, him in. He's just like, I'll leave here. Yeah, he the guard leaves the door open for some reason. I thought he was going to hit him with the mop or something. Like yeah. I thought that was going to play into it. But instead, he just sort of runs out the door. Yeah. It, it was really bizarre. Um, the one thing that was interesting was the movie is sort of decided by Lucy. 
Yeah. The outcome. Although it is her sort of sacrificing herself for her man as opposed to... I was sort of hoping she'd kick his ass. Like, she would take the stake and and pound it into his heart or something. Yeah, that's a more modern... Yeah, that was what I wanted. In the book, they go all all stakes out. Yeah, and in the last movie, too, Van Helsing stakes Dracula with her. They're sort of... Or is it her, him, and Jonathan? Yeah, two people stake him in the one, the other one that we watched. But in this one, she seduces him, sort of. Sure, with her. And he, throat. yeah, he like looks at her vagina and then grabs her boob and then. He didn't really go that far. No, but he was pulling her dress up and yeah, kind of went like was this. <laughs> it was gross. I, I I felt like he was checking if she was pure of heart, which I think then means virgin. <laughs> and I think that was the purpose of him pulling up her nightgown. How would you? Even well, because like, the idea is power. that that's uh, you can just tell. They did have separate beds, her and Jonathan. Yeah, well, they were married. So were they married, or were they just lovers? I got the impression that was why they were in separate beds. They hadn't been married but yet. They were living together. That's true. Living in sin. I don't understand. Yeah. It... You no, know, he says my bride at one point. Yeah, he, yeah, you're right. Or my wife, or something like that. Yeah. When when uh, creeper sees the locket. <laughs> With the lock of her hair and the drawing of her in the it. drawing of her, yeah. I'm even. pretty sure they had photographs at the time. Well, that's the <laughs> other problem with this movie is I don't know when this was set. Because there were so many weird modern um, anachronisms. Like, we saw, a, I'm pretty sure, a navigation computer on the, on the side of the, of the old sailboat. And, like, just the way it's shot, like, when one of the scenery bits, when he's in the cave, and there's the handrail for tourists yeah. and a paved path that he's walking on how convenient so bizarre and yeah. even like the town felt modern somehow it just yeah. didn't really add up to the, being the thing on the door in the house like a like yeah a like electric a, lock <laughs> it's so weird yeah if not electric at least like a new lock it was like well, made like of plastic, plastic yeah. Locks. yeah and all the other locks were like slides and, and yeah. clicks and they were right but then yeah. Not yeah. It was really really strange. Anyway, um, what was your favorite part of Nosferatu: Phantom der Nacht? Mm, I liked when Jonathan was like trapped in the house and running around, like stomping down the stairs, yeah. <laughs> pushing on checking, all the doors, like slamming, shaking all the doors, and then there's just a little boy playing the violin, like yeah, whatever. Yeah, little, yeah, <laughs> he was weird. He shows up twice and then is abandoned yeah, completely. Why? why was that a thing? Oh my god. Who knows? This is the night of, of movies where we, people just abandon ideas completely. Yeah. Pop culture songs in uh. Pan and the little violin boy in Nosferatu. Yeah. Really no bizarre. Point. No point. He was probably somebody's nephew who was learning to play violin and they were like, maybe that'd be creepy. Let's put him in there. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I'm sure if you ask Werner Herzog, by the way, the movie's directed by Werner Herzog, who is a renowned lunatic. Mm. I'm sure if you asked him, he would have some kind of like, actually, it represents the spirit of the castle that doesn't actually exist. And uh, Dracula. That's what he would say. (laughs) You heard it here first, kids. Weird, 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 weird movie. I think my favorite part was... Dracula sneaking around when he moved to, um, <laughs> when he finally got to the port, not London, wherever they are in that. Uh, uh, but yeah, he gets to the port and like he's unloading his coffins, which is hilarious because it's him sort of like snooping around with these at huge night, black coffins. With a big spotlight on him. Yeah, 
<laughs> and then just all of the shots of him in windows and like looking down are yeah. hilarious. And the movie might actually have been kind of fun and silly if it had been shorter. Yeah. But because there's so much extra, yeah. it's sort of hard to be liked, a fun movie. Yeah. I like the bedroom mirror scene too. That was when really good. Up. That was yeah. really well shot. And then she was like, screw you. I got my crucifix and my love is pure. And he's like, oh. Yeah, that was a really good, really good scene. The door (laughs) opens and he's in, but it's all shot through her mirror, so you can't see him, but his shadow is there. Yeah. And it's a really good, creepy, effective scene. And she looks scary, too. Yeah, she's as intimidating as he is, which is is sort of funny. Like I said, I want her to be the Bride of Frankenstein. She's that good. Yeah, maybe the Werner Herzog remake of Bride of Frankenstein. (laughs) Uh, What was your least favorite part of this one? Anything with Renfield. Yeah, the Renfield scenes were brutal. Yeah. Um, Very annoying. Yeah. The weird scene of everybody celebrating. Yeah, what was that about? So I guess they had accepted their death. They accepted that the the Black Plague is here. So they were just sort of dancing in the streets. And eating and then letting the rats eat the food too. Yeah, so many rats. That, like, an impossible-to-wrangle so number of rats. So gross. Um, and one of the things I mentioned to you, and one of the trivias, is that they wanted gray rats, but couldn't get them. So they ordered a surplus of white rats and dyed them. I don't even think they did. They did a horrible job. They, like, blew some gray powder at them. They probably dipped them in oh. in something, and then just thought, yeah, that's good enough. Poor little rats. Um, yeah, here. That. The scene where Nosferatu arrives in the city required thousands of gray rats. Real gray rats were unavailable and therefore ones... Oh, sorry. Ones were painted gray and used instead. How do you paint a rat? Hold How do you paint thousands of rats? You have lots of unpa- underpaid uh, PAs who do that. I feel like there's an art piece where somebody dipped rats in tar. Probably. I wouldn't be the least bit surprised if that was true. I think it was that super... Maybe it wasn't him. Gross guy. That... Oh, the shark in the yeah. formaldehyde guy? I could see him doing something weird and horrible like that. That might be giving him too much credit. <laughs> I don't know that they were live rats. I think they may have already been dead. But okay. I'm pretty sure that's the thing, dipping rats in tar. And then Gross. they were like hung on a tree. Art Jesus. school, everyone. Weird videos you watch in art school. <laughs> Gross. I mean, as long as, I guess you didn't kill them to do it. But I mean, then Where you're scrounging you... the streets for dead rats to dip in tar and hang on trees. I mean, you could have just gone to the set of this movie after and just like, because there were probably a lot of ones that Fatalities. didn't make it through. <laughs> Lots of like small kittens and stuff in this oh, movie yeah, too. Oh yeah, the beginning. Okay, let's talk about the beginning. The worst thing. Okay. Just like, open scene, mummified babies. Oh, for 15, 20 minutes yeah, at the beginning of the so movie. So unnecessary. Yeah. Not even like rolling the credits, like. It's nothing. And yeah. then, oh, shot of a bat, and then she's awake. And then, look, there's kittens. Everything's fine. Yeah, I thought for a minute they were going to suggest that the mummies were, like, victims of Dracula. Yeah, but they do nothing with it. It's no. just they they it went to the... Like her nightmare. I yeah. Like, it was almost like the, um, Werner Herzog knew of a place that had all these mummied babies, and he's like, opening scene for my movie. Ugh, just... And it's just slow pans of dead bodies. It's really weird. And doesn't make any sense. And then you're right, yeah, cut to her and John, Jonathan with kittens. And it's like a different movie has started. Like, the yeah. first part is a documentary about huh. pyramids or something. And then it's... <laughs> it wasn't like that. No, but, like, it, it's shot like it's documentary footage of 
of mummies almost like because it doesn't add yeah, anything like a else history thing yeah, yeah. history yeah. channel alien documentary or something Ooh, no um so trivia which yes, i think is yes. hilarious yeah. uh Klaus Kinski had to spend approximately four hours per day in makeup. Fresh latex and earpieces, ear like you say, had to be poured each day for shooting because they were destroyed when they were removed. Um, Kinski was notorious for his violent temper tantrums and had a very good relationship. Daily yeah, daily temper tantrums. Um, but he had a very good relationship with the makeup artists uh, and was exceedingly patient and well-behaved during the makeup process. Huh. So that's nice. I guess. But that's a long time to be sitting to make to to do that i'd yeah. have to do it every day Oof. yeah that must have must not have been cheap to do either no um <laughs> the exceedingly difficult slow motion shots of a bat in flight were not shot by werner herzog but borrowed from a scientific documentary that makes sense yeah they did because feel it was out entirely of place different like speckled gray film yeah the film looked different the coloring was different yeah. it looked like, you could have had a narrator being like, and the bat takes flight only in the evening. Like, you yeah. could have had something very much like that. Um, Werner Herzog has said that he feels the original Nosferatu is the greatest of all German films. He made the, this comment in a radio interview with Terry Goss in 98. He didn't do it any favors. Terry Gross. Terry Gross, I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah, he didn't, do, he didn't do the original really any favors. Like, it's, it's not better. No. Or or well, we'll get to it later on. Uh, But it's not like I've seen it. It's not better or as good. Like the original is so much more atmospheric and spooky. Isn't it like third or something? I think it's in the top five for sure. Um, I can't remember. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I'm also. I think it was playing in a bar in Vancouver at one time. Oh really? To be honest, so I may have seen snippets. That's bizarre. Yeah. I know that sometimes, or I think last year even in Vancouver, the Vancouver Symphony did Nosferatu, so they had the movie playing and they did cool. the music live, which would be really cool. That'd be amazing. Yeah. Um. So let's see if we have anything else here that is worth bringing up. Um. That one at the bottom. Which one? One of five films released oh this was one of five dracula films released in 1979 the other four being dracula 1979 love at first bite also 1979 oh these are all 1979 i missed that there nocturna uh, graf dracula in alberbayern and in the same year vlad tepes a romanian film concerning the historical figure on whom the count was based was released um also two other valentine valentines two other vampire films thirst and salem's lot that's neat um, Salem's Lot is really good and has sort of Nosferatu-esque vampires yeah. in it and they kind of look like Klaus Kinski but mm-hmm. they don't have the single piece teeth that oh, he has. It's like a piece of wood that has fangs painted on it that they stuck yeah. in his mouth. It looks really bizarre. Um, that reminded me that I read Dracula in an English class mm-hmm. and we had to do some... Ugh, we had to do a presentation on something to do with it and I looked into the history behind it and that it's Vlad the Impaler. Yeah. The guy. Yeah. Yeah, it's based on Vlad the Impaler. Yeah. Which is hilariously covered in a movie from last year, the year before, called Dracula Untold. Oh, yeah? Which is the origin story of Dracula. Okay. Because all the movies have sort of an established Dracula. Right. But what you don't know is where he came from. Right. So this movie says, have you ever wondered where Dracula came from? To which everyone said, no. 
and the movie failed. Oh. But it's uh, Dominic Purcell as Vlad, who yeah. makes a deal with an older vampire and then becomes Dracula. A what? It's a really bad movie. That's not... No, he was a guy. He was like a, f- yeah. like a super crazy yeah. fighter guy who would decapitate his victims and put and their put heads their on heads Yeah. But they make him and, in like the, allegedly drank their blood. Yeah, in the movie they try and make him sympathetic that he yeah. does it for his family and yeah. he loves his son or whatever. But it's it's a really bad movie. Weird. If we ever do bad movies on this show, it'll be that one. Weird. <laughs> yeah, Dracula Untold. Yeah. Check it out. Don't. And there's also the woman that bathed in blood. Oh, the Countess or whatever. I, there's a movie called The Countess oh, about really? her, and I can't remember what her name is, I think but it's she Elizabeth would. Bathory? Something Bathy. Something like yeah. That. Yeah. yeah, lots of weird blood shit. And yep. yeah, also that scene in Hostel for people who like that movie. Also, if you like that movie, I don't know if we can be friends. It's not a good You're movie either. <laughs> They're not good. Eli Roth makes terrible movies, and now it's on the record. <laughs> um, one more piece of fun trivia here. Um, it has been stated by Werner Herzog that the rats who appear in the film behaved better than Klaus Kinski during the shoot. Oof. And those rats were misbehaving. <laughs> I mean... Dump them in a spot, throw yeah. them some treats, help they stay in that spot. Yeah. Um, one of the things, actually, I don't know if I'll find it now. That's awful. Which, that the, he said yeah, he's not a guy. very nice person. What else is he in? Um, Werner Herzog or Klaus Kinski? The, I don't know. Dracula. Their name, weird names. Uh, I don't know what else he's been in, but Werner Herzog is notoriously kind of a dick. Okay. Um, so here's another one about the rats. Uh, procuring the rats for the film proved to be difficult, though the production eventually procured a large quantity from a scientific research facility. I was thinking that. Um, when they shipped them to Holland for filming, so that's where they shot it, but they ordered them from like out of country. Holland. Um, uh, a customs inspector reportedly fainted upon opening their crate and discovering its contents. In addition to the notorious dye job the rats had to endure, each had to undergo spaying or neutering oh. to control their breeding. Animal rights activists have also alleged that the rats were underfed and actually began to eat one another during the production. No. I don't know how substantiated oh that is, God. but based on just sort of like the, the rules of the 1970s and 80s, they were a little lax about not being horrible to animals. Because um, I think another notorious movie, Cannibal Holocaust, was around the same time, 1980, and there is some straight-up animal killing in that movie. Which, yeah, you're not allowed to do that anymore, but they were able to get away with it. Oh, yeah. gross. Really gross. Um, why would you even, like, even if it's for a fucking movie, why would you think that's okay? I, I don't know. Like, there's no reason... For me, then people yeah. people defend Cannibal Holocaust. They're like, oh, but it's a class. It's not a classic. It's a piece of shit, and they kill a sea turtle in it, and huh. like for nothing. It doesn't make me feel like, oh, this is more authentic now because it's a movie, and I know it's a movie. Like whenever a you know there's a dead dog in a movie, I'm like, oh, it's a pretend dead dog. It's still yeah. sad and horrible because I've seen it alive, but also like I don't feel cheated by not having a real dead thing in in the movie. Huh. But yeah, they were able to get away with shit like that, especially horror films that kind of, like, studios weren't giving big bucks to horror movies, so they could just sort of make them themselves and do what they felt like. Gross. Yeah, but Cannibal Holocaust is also a movie where the director had to present the actors in court so that they wouldn't charge him with their murders, because it was the first sort of example of found footage, and people thought that he legitimately murdered them. Oh my god. Yeah, so it was a whole thing, and people think it's a great movie, and it's not, it's a piece of shit. 
And I'm glad it's not on this list because I would I genuinely would skip it. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's Nosferatu the Vampire. Um, so in our on the list of the the Rotten Tomatoes list, it has a certified fresh score of ninety four percent. Uh, and the critic or the adjusted score is ninety-eight point two four six. What would you give Nasferatu the Vampire? I don't know. After all that <coughs> trivia, doesn't do it any favors. No, it didn't. It didn't help. It didn't make it more interesting, did it? it made me like it less. Yeah. Oh, poor rats. Yeah. Um, they're gross, but they don't deserve that. No, no. I mean, there's a lot of them, and like even like a few of the rat scenes squicked me out, and I don't mind rats at all. But, yeah, the, the few of them where there's so many and the idea of, like, <laughs> yeah, I didn't like it at Ugh. all. Anyway, what would you give it, do you think? I don't know. 70-ish? I think that's fair. I, I'd probably give it around 75 or 80%. It's it's a weird movie. It has some pretty effective, creepy moments in it. Yeah. Uh, Klaus Kinski, you know, even if he was a huge dick, is pretty good um, at being really unsettling. Mm. The scene where he sucks um, Jonathan, John Nathan's... Oh, not Jonathan. Yeah, no, John Nathan's uh, thumb. Like he, oh, that. Like when yeah, he yeah, yeah. comes at him, it's really intense and frightening. It goes on a bit long, but it's still pretty effective. Yeah, I was thinking about the one at the end where he's sucking on Lucy's neck. Like, oh, it's... Slurping. It's gross. <laughs> it's gross. Yeah, that's up there with gross scenes in the movies we've watched. Like, Ooh. that and the reanimator scene are probably the grossest scenes that we've had so far. No, it doesn't even touch that one. Well, no, that's, I mean, if we're, but, you know, the other movies are surprisingly not gross. Hopefully. Well, no, the ones, we, I mean, the ones we've seen so far oh. are surprisingly not as gross. Like, you would think that there would be more gross, but there's just not really, comparatively, anyway. Okay. Anyway, uh, I don't, did you have a recommendation this week? Oh, I didn't even think about that. No, that's I'm okay. Sorry. That's okay. Uh, not this. Not this and not Pan. Nope. <laughs> I would recommend the, uh, oh, we almost, you, you suggested it. Sherlock Holmes. Oh, yeah. Sherlock Holmes, um, the, um, the 2009 ones with Robert Downey Robert Jr.? Downey Jr. Yeah. Or even, would you recommend that Abominable Bride, the, the new special, the BBC one? I haven't seen that. We watched it together. Which one? The Sherlock one. The um Oh that. Yeah. Yes, 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 yeah. yes, yes. Watch some Sherlock. That's always good. Yeah. Um I just watched Spotlight today, which I strongly recommend. I've been starting my uh watch through of all of the Oscar Best Picture nominations. Um so yeah, Spotlight is super good. Watch it if you want, or don't watch it. You know. Do what you're going to do. Uh, I wouldn't recommend Nosferatu, th this one. It's not very good. It's weird. And it's too long to be super fun. Check out the original, though, from 1922. It's silent and it's amazing. Um, that character is made for silent film and comedy film, I think. Yeah, um, yeah so that would be my suggestion there. Um, next week, we are watching Ringu. Which I know you're very excited about. No. <laughs> uh, Ringu is the the original version of The Ring, uh, which I actually haven't seen. 
What? I don't think so. Seriously? No, I. you know what? I have seen it and I turned it off because it wasn't very good. Oh, that's the movie. That and... Uh, the Grudge. Yeah, those two. Those were the ones that turned me off horror movies. And the, I was like, I'm not watching horror movies ever again. The American ones, right? Yeah. Yeah. As, as I understand it, having seen the American ones and having turned off this... They're not. This one doesn't quite compare. It's not as frightening. I don't want to watch it. I really don't. Well, <laughs> maybe we'll find a, a replacement or something. Oof. Like even thinking about that one freaks me out. Still, I'm sorry. We'll figure something out, or we'll watch it and we'll get through it together. I hated it. We're not watching the remakes. Though. I know, yeah. but I don't want to watch it. <laughs> I forgot this was on here. Yeah, so that's that number... was my one. That's I almost said. This is why this is called the Love Hate Podcast because I fucking hate horror movies <laughs> for that reason. I watched those two when I was too young. Yeah, it's a traumatic experience. I understand. Yeah. yeah. Uh, where do you put Nosferatu on the list? Like third from the bottom. Yeah, not dead last, but close. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I would say it goes around there. Um, Weird that this one is certified fresh, but Ringu is not, even though it has a higher score. I don't know. Maybe it doesn't mean what I thought it meant. Yeah, I don't know. Um, okay, that's it for this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, please like us on Facebook and give us a review and a rating on iTunes if you want. Or don't. It's all good. Either way. And we're on Mixcloud, so find us and listen to us and tell your friends, because... They should listen as well. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else you want to say before we get to the end of this? Nope. Nope. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody, and goodbye.
been all my life, and I don't think I like you right.